What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Middlecoff! Hey, be, hey! Recording this podcast on a Tuesday as we watch uh, nonstop coverage of the PGA Championship on Golf Channel. It is, uh, I gotta tell you, Middlecoff, it is foggier on television. Is it foggy outside? Uh, yeah, it's foggy here, but I just mean when you see it on TV, you really see when you're not standing in it how foggy it is. You're not watching the Nets, Bucks? Is that game on right? We got daytime hoops today. <laughs> We've had. I, I think is we have a- daytime hoops up until for the next like month. A lot of daytime hoops. All right. I just flipped it over. I mean, I I would not spend any time watching the New, New Jersey Nets or fucking Brooklyn Nets. It's not like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are walking through that door. No, it's true. No, they I'm are just- tweeting, but. God, it looks, it's been so windy out there. It looks freezing, guy. I, I, it's, it's a testament to you guys that live down by the water. And I, when I lived, you know, I just lived for, in the San Francisco for one year, but Emeryville for two or three, it just gets so cold at night. Reminded me a lot of being a Cal Poly. It's just cold at night. Like, I, I wear shorts every day, all day. It's hot. And there, you just have to wear pants, especially well, certain days. It's like pant weather. You don't have to, but it, you know what I'm saying. It's I used pullovers. To, it's cold. No, I know. I do know what you're saying because I, for my seven years in San Francisco, I would say for the first six years, kind of chilly. Anything under 65. So with the wind factor, I'm in pants. Uh, I'd say in the last five months, I've said, you know what? Deep down in my core, I'm a shorts guy, and I'm going to get back to who I am and what I'm really about, which is shorts under almost all circumstances. And so now I'm shorts unless it's under. It's got to be mid fifties right now for me to go no shorts. I just I need it. I got really hairy legs, so I can you know it's I'm on a, I'm I kind of got pants on at all times, um, but yeah man I like I will not it we you should, you should, man, pants. You should manscape those promo code <laughs> but it's so much upkeep it's like it's only so I know, much I, I can't do. What was, do you ever watch that movie Gattaca? Do you remember that movie Gattaca? No, I, I don't do movies like that. I don't either, but I had a class that showed it because it was like some dystopian class warfare. I don't even know what. It was a Jude Law, maybe, or something like that. 
and like he was a interloper. You know, he didn't belong to the higher class where they like check your skin samples and they do an iris test and the thumbprints. And so every day in the shower to make sure that they didn't have any of his stray like uh, uh, lesser person skin get off and they would be able to identify that he was not who he said he was. He would do full body skin scrubs in the shower Jesus. every morning to get rid of all the dead skin. If I were to manscape, I would have to do that on a daily basis. It's just too much effort. I always thought, yeah, watch that. It was be like, a lot of effort. not worth it. I would rather just live in a slum than do a full body skin scrape every day. I, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine the girls have to shave their legs all the time. It's got to be such a pain in the ass. Uh, now, granted, I got to shave my head a decent amount of times, too. But my, my dad used to always, my grandparents lived in El Cerrito, and it was. It was, it was a lot like Emeryville, Berkeley. You know, it gets that fog. It gets just cold. And he used to always rip on my grandma. Like, God, I hate you guys just live in the cold. Like, you guys live basically like Antarctica. Just because in Davis and Sacramento, yeah, it just gets really hot. And, I, you know, I know that from being out here. I am 25 miles away from Harding Park. Probably to your door, I'd say probably about 21. It yesterday, guy, felt about 100. It said 92, but I swear to God, it, it was hot. And I like the heat. Like I, I, I thrive in the heat. I do not like the cold beside the sleeping. I like sleeping in the cold. I despise being in the cold. I, I, I'm just I'm kind of a pussy that way. I just I, I just like the heat. I like living in Fresno. I, uh, I I like living in Cal Poly, but it's cold at night. Yeah. I, now if I I'm would... going out, if I'm going out to hang or date or whatever, like wearing pants, don't have the greatest ankles, you know, but. Other than that, I, I like wearing. I'm a shorts guy too. I'm a shorts and sandals guy. Yeah, I I uh, I would take the extreme heat over the extreme cold, right? Like 113 over 25, whatever the extreme equivalents are. Monday in San Francisco, it was 70 degrees, John, and sunny, and I went out to the range, and there was not a mat. It was f- completely full, right? You had to wait for a mat. It was packed. I got home and flipped on Harding Park. At Harding Park, which is South San Francisco, it, feels like it gets a little colder there, doesn't it? It was. Uh, yeah, depending like sometimes and sometimes not, it just, but I'll tell you this, the sun, when the sun was clearly still out here in San Francisco, it looked like the sun had set at Harding Park on TV. Now, part of that could be TV lighting, whatever, but the fog there got in a lot earlier than it did in the city. So I don't know. I do think even if you look for the point being, if you look on your phone and see like, Oh, 67, partly cloudy. I'm not positive that that's how it'll look at Harding Park, even if it says that on your weather app. So there, there is a there is a paleness to Bay Area people that like all California people are not presented equal. Like in that's LA, right. San Diego, they usually have a little bit more of a that's tan correct. than the yep. than the than the pale the Haberman life. Uh, hell, even me. I mean, it's not like I get outside beside like golf season that much. But it, it does feel like they, they naturally get a little more sun uh, yeah, no south, of, south of the border. No, there's no question about Not it. Not of the border, but uh, what I might consider the border, yeah. the, uh, the grapevine. South of Bakersfield. My border. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no matter where you are in the state of California, and in many places in the country, you have one great option, and that is Ease. Ease.com, promo code HAM. For your on-demand cannabis delivery, John, anyone 21 or over, you go to Ease. Dot com and use the promo code HAM. Go do it. It's so easy. I had I had one of my Caminos last night. They are up on ease, at least in my area, depending on where you live. Sacramento, San Francisco, East Bay, San Diego, L.A., Fresno. You name it. They're there. Go to ease.com. Check out the menu. Changes every day. Changes by the week. A lot of good stuff. A lot of consistent things. Vapes 
pre-rolls, sleep aids. I know a lot of people, especially our age, struggle sleeping, a lot of stresses, pandemic, financial insecurities, uncertainties, a lot of weird things going on in this world. I know I need help. I go to ease.com, promo code HAM. Again, ease.com, promo code HAM. Get yourself a, get yourself a treat. When you use the promo code HAM, you get 20 bucks off your first delivery of $50 or more. If you've already been using Ease, they've been advertising on the podcast for a long time. We appreciate the support. Uh, please share that promo code with somebody who has not signed up yet. Uh, every every promo code shared is a promo code that helps Haberman and Middlecoff us. We appreciate that very much. So We got you, dog. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Um, all right, podcast also brought to you by my bookie. Let's get into some golf here, John. Uh, so many options, obviously with the NBA as well with my bookie, um, NFL coming up. My bookie. Is there anything that that uh, jumps out to you from a my bookie standpoint on golf, where you go to mybookie.ag promo code ham one? I got several bets, guy. Mybookie.ag promo code ham one. Uh, listen, I I would not recommend like if if you place a hundred dollars on an NFL game and you consider that to be one unit or fifty dollars to be one unit. I would not put one unit on an individual golfer to win the tournament. Like for me, a unit would be $100. So if I was going to bet on any of these guys, at most I'd throw a half unit, be 50. I'd probably go like a quarter unit, $25. Because I I think you get a little juice on it. The other thing, it pays really well. So I I took a guy that I think is kind of near the top, a couple guys in the middle, and then kind of what I would consider a long shot. Uh, And I would put quarter units on them all so Xander Shoffley you know to me is kind of built for this tournament who has been playing well kind of like a slow small steady guy but elite player is 20 to 1 so if you bet $25 you do the math what's that $500 (laughs) Uh, $250 sorry I'm looking up some golf stats tell me your math again Uh, 25 times 20 what was that that? Cal Poly Fresno State Uh, was that 500 25 times 20 times 20. Yeah, no. you win 500 bucks. Yeah. So, I like Xander Softly, 20 to 1. Don't I don't like give Colin us a fourth Marikawa. grade math uh, uh, test anytime soon. I like Colin Morikawa. I would not like Morikawa, despite I like the player, and I think he's going to be a dominant player, and I think he's going to win major tournaments. I would say this early in his career, though, tell me if you agree. If there were fans there, he is not a good putter. A major, I think it would be difficult to win with Tiger being there. It'd just be, it'd be intense. It would be hard for a young guy who's bad at putting to win a major. No fans, though. I actually think it makes it a little easier, despite I still can't imagine the pressure. But he's played there, as you said the other day, what, 20 to 30 times? Has to be. I want to pull back my Max Homa bet. I I heard him say he's only played Harding Park once. So, you know, Colin Morikawa and Max Homa don't have much in common then in terms of playing this course. Tony Finau, which I think sometimes in golf, and I think this happens in football a lot, right? Like a team plays shitty one week, and then everyone turns on them the next week, and then they beat them. You're like, of course, he's had one bad week. They'd been playing well. Tony Finau had been playing really well. He had a bad week in Memphis. He's 45-1, to guy. 45 to 1. He's been easily one of the best players since the return. If you throw $25 on Tony Fino, you win $1,100. My my long shot would be Honest Abe, Abraham Answer from Mexico. You and I, I didn't know who he was till when we went to the U.S. Open in 2019. Like, who is that guy? And uh, someone yelled at one of his playing partners, and he kind of looked back and like told him the quiet. I just, I don't, I just kind of liked him. I don't even know why. Then I've been following him. He's fucking just good. <laughs> you know, he's he's legit. 
He's like the Mexican version of Colin Marikawa. Like, he's a great iron player. He's not very big. I remember seeing him like, oh, this guy looks small. But you, you, if you play him in fantasy, he's just in the mix. He's got some cool sponsors because they're all, like, Mexican-related. Oh, he's got uh, the tequila. Is it? Uh, te- yeah. Te- te- I, no, I think not it's not Casamigos, but it's one of the. It's, it's, it's got some, a similar yeah. logo. Sixty-six to one guy. So if you put twenty-five dollars on him and he were to win the win a major, and I think one, he's going to win he a major. He played well at Kiawa, right? Yeah, I, Wasn't that the uh, the 60, South Carolina course that he played well? Somebody Austin DM me and gave me the pronunciation Kiawa, Kiawa, Kiawa. Yeah, I don't I don't even know what that tournament is. Isn't that where he the, the South Carolina the Island course in like South Carolina? I know that's, that, is that Hilton Head? Oh, well, he played well there then, right? Didn't he play well that South Carolina course this year? Yeah, I think that—but isn't there a swing? Maybe there's a couple courses down there. And then there are also some bets guy on mybookie.ag, promo code HAM in the number one. This is is the smart way to bet because you just—you're not playing the entire field. Like, that's the difference between betting on the NFL. It's just—if I take the Niners for Seattle, I'm just betting one team versus another. If you take a guy to outright win, he's got to beat literally every guy else in the field. It's difficult. That's why I would not recommend putting much money— but you can bet uh, just matchups, and they there are not you can't make any matchup, but they give you a bunch, and like Kepka versus Rom, you go well. One guy's won this tournament two years in a row. He's going for his third straight major. He just played well the week before. Rom kind of mentally fell apart. You can get Kepka plus one fifteen versus Rom just to beat him over seventy two holes. Doesn't have to. They could both finish. One guy finished second to last. The other guy finished dead last. If as long as he beats him, you win. Bryson versus Rom. Like, I don't like Ron that much this week. I'm actually kind of coming around back to Bryson. You can get Bryson versus Ron plus 105. So you bet 100 bucks, you win more than even you're putting down. And Tiger versus Patrick Cantlay, I'm just not a big Patrick Cantlay. Now, I'm a little biased. I've taken him a couple times he's in DraftKings, and he's screwed He's me. had some other – every week you haven't taken him, he's been good in DraftKings, I think. So I, I He's got I like actually, a – Cantlay's got like a, a little group of people that pick him all the time. Yeah, I know. He's got a, he's got a rabid following because he's, he's a sleeper. There's Phil. He's wearing shorts. How about Tiger well, I, versus? You know, Colin Morikawa was minus one seventy against Tiger. Tiger's plus one forty. Yeah, I, I kind of like Colin Morikawa more than Tiger. Now, like, the, I I think Tiger is going to put on a performance this week, like a veteran elite quarterback would. Like, I know I can't beat you with every throw, but I've worked with my offensive coordinator. We've devised a game plan, and we're going to let you we're going to let you lose more than we're going to win. Kind of like some vintage Brady games where he just kind of picks you apart, picks you apart, and then all of a sudden you blow a coverage and then he sticks a knife in your throat. Like that last year with Peyton Manning where he just didn't really have it, but he still could mentally like function in a game. So there were some that were ugly. and That's why Tiger's going to have some that are ugly. And those were physical limitations with Peyton, right? And we're talking about physical issues. The back here and the cold is what we're talking about with Tiger. Yeah, so this tournament can make a bunch of guys just play shitty, and I just think Tiger can just outthink you. He's one of the great patient players in the history of sports. Now, he used to be able to be aggressive, but I'd say this last decade, he's been able to play completely different than he once did. And I, I just, I think he's pretty locked in. I, I saw that he said today on a quote, he did gave his press conference that like, I've been gearing up for this thing now for a couple of weeks. Like he's going to approach, he's not going to play many tournaments, but he's going to put all his chips on the table for these, right? Like it's yeah, a but, big deal but I for would him say, to like, win I don't, a major. Th- this is age at a certain point. Pebble's a great I mean Pebble is just the parallel last year, right? He put everything into that and he didn't play great. Similar Yeah, I mean you're going to have you're going to have now, off weeks. I would you know, say long longer course, right? Not difficult rough, but longer longer than Harding. Yeah. So 
Pebble, if we're going to compare the test, you would say Pebble's a more difficult test than this. Yes. Even though this fans should be there tough. too, a lot of pressure. Little, I think the pressure is a little different without fans. I, I really do. I don't know if it's good or bad, but I, I, I it is not the yeah. same. And I saw someone say that for him specifically, like, remember you and I, we went to a Heat game when LeBron's last year, and then it's kind of what the Warriors became. When there are people around and you become Michael Jackson or LeBron James with the Heatles or Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan, it's it's like you're it's you know a lot of players complain about this, but there is a different level. <laughs> like what Michael Jordan experiences isn't what like Odell Beckham complains about, and what Odell Beckham complains about is real. But like what those guys experience is like, I mean, otherworldly. I would imagine. I've seen it, like with LeBron or with the Warriors. Actually, I saw it with Tiger one time when I lived in Philly, and Jeff came to visit me, and we went to watch him at Aronim. It's it's crazy, and I I wonder if it just frees you a little bit, where you don't have to like you get to relax a little bit, but focus and not just feel that pressure of every single human screaming your name for a guy like that. I wonder for a lot of guys it's indifferent, but for him, I I wonder if it helps a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna we'll see. I mean, I. A lot of it, at the end of the day, comes down to playing well and being healthy. I, I would imagine for Tiger, big crowds, because he has to be so much better at it than everybody else, right? Maybe Brooks the same. Like, maybe it doesn't help him so much as it just hurts his opponent in a way that it doesn't hurt him. Do you think the crowds this week, like down the stretch in East Lake, you remember how? Remember what that thing was like? That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I and think you're, last I buy year it. the Masters. I think you're right. Do you, Do you think this tournament, if Corona had never existed, would have been bananas? Yeah, because you and I went there, and one thing that you can't, I don't know if TV will quite show, it's pretty, it's a tight, le- the, the, the property. There's not as, unlimited property. As you like to say in golf, John. The property, there's not a lot of property, right? So there's just not a lot of space for people to spread out. Like even at Pebble, we were there on Friday. There's a ton of people there, but there's space. Like you can walk, if you're a player hitting from the fairway, you might be several, there might not be anybody standing right there in the middle of the fairway. There's a lot of room. This course does not have a ton of room on it. So I do think it was going to feel even bigger. It was going to feel packed in. So, yeah, I think it would have been pretty. And I think there's, you know, there's one really small entrance. Players coming in there. It was just everything was going to feel tight, like being in yeah, San Francisco. That's a, that's, a, that's a good way to describe it. You know? It would have felt very, very tight. Not a lot of room. Just hard and to breathe, been, right? Wouldn't it have been bananas for him? For Tiger, Like yeah. if you were going Thursday or Friday, you, you, you're going to see him. I think you know, I've mean, seen it, people say this. I think San Francisco is, you know, this. Or just the Bay Area in general has an awesome, like a massive. There's just a lot of people love golf here. I think you just get a lot of P ones, as we used to say in the radio business, hardcore fans. Well, in the in the late '90s, in 1998, when the U.S. Open came to Olympic Club, I was probably much more in at the time than now. I played golf, but I liked baseball and basketball and football as a kid because all my friends did yeah. way more at the time. I went to that tournament with my dad, his buddy, and our buddy, Travis Wilson. And it was just, it was unlike anything. I'd, like I'd been to Candlestick before. I had never been to a Niner game, but I'd been to the Kings game. You know, I, I'd been to other events. It's just so unique. Because, and I mean, I couldn't drink. I was probably, at the time, like 14 years old. But it's kind of become, I recommend this to all these people that like, you know, should I go to Pebble Beach, watch the AC? It is just kind of a cool thing to say you did. Yeah. And just to be there and kind of experience. Because it's not like when you go to wherever you live, if you're a Dodger fan, go to a Dodger game. Once you've been, they're all kind of the same. Golf is much different than other sporting events. 
right? Just because the flow of people and there's a guy here, a guy there, you, you don't really know what's going on. Like if I'm at a, if I'm at an, if I go to a Warriors Kings game next year, me and you sit in fucking courtside, we know everything. We can look up and see the score, the time, who's playing well, who's in the game. Like in golf, you don't really have any clue what's going on. You hear it's like a, a roar behind you. If it's a sunny day at some of these tournaments, it's kind of like turns into a party. You know, it's just, it's a very unique atmosphere. It's why I've, I'm going to, I got on my bucket list before I die to do like some races. I would love to, not necessarily the Sonoma one. I'd rather go to like, I wonder what a NASCAR race at one of the big place feels like or the, or an Indianapolis, like a, an IndyCar thing. I bet that would be really cool. Like golf is the reason I want to go to a, an SEC game in, you know, when I'm relatively young, I would love to experience Alabama LSU. To your point though, golf from a viewer, from a in-person viewership standpoint, very much like the modern uh, entertainment consumer where it's like you go to a football game, a baseball game. The nature of the sport is the game dictates the entertainment to you. Golf, there's yeah. always – you just you can just – there's no commercial breaks. We're just sitting there, right, like there is for all the other sports. We're just sitting there. Basketball, another time. On the under-12 media, uh, golf is just it's, – it's, it's whatever you want it to be. If you want it to be that you see three shots and then drink in the tent, it can be that. If you want to n- never not be watching somebody swing the club, you can do that. Well, I know this for a fact. If there, the next time I go to a PGA event, I'm putting a little money on a matchup, and I'm following that matchup. It's, like that's what I would. That do. That is absolutely. And, and you're right. Yeah. Like I, I was thinking, like when I went to the Browns game this year, Monday Night Football, the Niners killed them. Remember, mm-hmm. first play of the game, Breda went for like 90. Sherman picked off Baker really. Early. It was just a boat race. I mean, it was a joke. It, it was a pretty embarrassing night for the Browns. If it had been the other way. Right, Browns had done that to boat race the Niners. People would have been pissed because you, the majority of people at a baseball basket, definitely a football game, and I'd say a basketball game too. Baseball can be a little looser if it's a random regular season game; it doesn't matter as much. But I would say a basketball game, and if you're playing a real opponent, and a football game, but probably more football than the other sports. If your team gets smoked, the majority of people in there are going to be pissed. Like I just paid a lot of money; they got their ass kicked there's just kind of a groan in the area. Like there, when I left that Seattle game on Monday night, when they lost a double overtime, it actually wasn't, at least people were like, God, that was fucking, that was entertainment, right? People were like, that suck. We lost. But I think at the time they were like 10 and two or whatever. It was like, I got my money's worth. (laughs) But if you watch, get your ass kicked. Cause there are people all over on a golf tournament shooting 75. You just, and it might be the top guys. You might just not be paying attention. Right. You might not know it. Yeah. It's like being at a pickup game waiting for your game, and you're just constantly asking, what's the count? It's 7-3. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. 3-2. Three, Praying two. to God some good players want to be on your squad. Next point wins. I got next. No... You guys are good. You guys need one. Is there any better feeling that when you play pickup hoops, we'll just you don't know anyone there? And you realize right away, you're like, I got one of the best guys yeah. in the gym on my squad. <laughs> I'm not We're getting staying. off the floor. Feed him the rock. I'm like, I'm just using this as a cardio. Just That's here, right. pass, pass, pass. Yep. <laughs> you know? Take him, take him low, Jimmy. <laughs> I got, I, I, I got you. Let me, let me feed yeah. you. Give him the business, Billy. Put it up. He That's all. He, no, <laughs> he can't check you. This is the best. Like all you, all you. You just go ahead and shoot yeah, that. You got all it. You, you, you got, got it. Clear it. Clear out. Clear out. Mybookie.ag. Uh, promo code ham one. You bet. You win. They pay. UFC, baseball, NBA, 
I watched LeBron look like a man child on Monday night, John. Again, almost had a triple double. Just looks like the the camera angle. I don't know. He just looks like the biggest human on the floor. He looks bigger I'll than honest, Anthony I, Davis from the camera angle. I keep saying, like, how are the Lakers going to be so good? And whenever I watch them, they kick the shit out of people. It's like, what's the argument for them? It's like, okay, LeBron, Anthony Davis. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Got it? Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> Go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code HAM1. They'll match that deposit dollar for dollar. And they throw in a free $10 future NBA bet when you use ham and the numeral one. Like um, it. By the way, we'll tell you some other DraftKings stuff later, but the game is full. The DraftKings game is full. 150 people. Biggest game we've done to this point. Ty- the Tiger looks sw- – I will tell you this. Like I think one, maybe because Tiger's playing. It's not – would you – this is not an underrated storyline, right? The fact that Brooks Kepka is going for a PGA Championship three-peat, the Wanamaker, John, feels like it's a – I mean, I, you and I think it's a big story. It does feel like it's, I, it is I, one I of think the bigger he, stories. I, I think he's event. become a little a little athlete famous, unlike some golfers, just through pardon my take, and he, he talks shit. <laughs> I, I, I think there's a lot of like football fans that wouldn't be big golfers, that, like, like Tiger – like he's kind of feels like a, like a sport guy. Like I, I kind of like this guy, you know. Where Bryson's become kind of this like zoo animal that is fascinating. That any even casual golfer, if if you just someone says like, did you see that dude that's hitting three hundred seventy yard drives? And you, if you've played golf like five times in your life, you'd be like, how far? But to me, Kepka's got this feel of just like a legit athlete. Like this guy's just kicking the shit out of everyone. He talks a little shit. He, you know, has gone on, like, to me, he, pardon my take, helped him out a little bit. Just mm-hmm. made him feel kind of like a guy's guy. He drinks. They, I mean, they get him on, I, I saw a picture of last tournament. He, like, put a, he put a chew in. And I was like, what's he chewing? Thinking, like, most athletes, once you get, like, everyone in the NFL choose Copenhagen. Like, it's just, there's not, like, some, you know, Johnny Walker blue of, of tobacco. Like, that's just the highest level. Like, that's just, you just graduate to that. He had Kodiak, and I, I'm not a chewer, but I know from like high school days that it's like that's the natty light of chew guy, and he clearly doesn't give it. Like he just likes it. And I tweeted one time like, sometimes in life you just like what you like. Like why do you chew Kodiak? And I bet he tell you because that's just what I like, right? Like I remember Harbaugh. If you notice, Harbaugh always has a lip in. He has the pockets. He, he no, he has the like. Uh, the the actual chew like the red man you know, oh yeah it kind of looks like the big league chew bag <laughs> yeah. and he kind of always has it in his back pocket yeah. he doesn't have like an actual tin he has that I would say most people in my experience quarterbacks linemen D linemen people that chewed like r- wealthy people you don't most just if you just went to a construction site it'd be Copenhagen a tin he's doing yeah. Kodiak yeah <laughs> I respect that. I wonder if he does it because he knows I, if it's he knows it's good for the brand for someone to see the Kodiak. No, I I don't think you would do that with your chew when you're playing golf. Like to me, he does that because it. When I play golf with people that chew, they do it because it relaxes them a little bit. You put it in a tin. It's just like a like Harbaugh just does it because I think it's helps you stress relief a little bit. I, I don't think people quite realize maybe people who play foot the the level to which chew is per, pervasive in football. I think people just assume it's a basketball, I mean, a, a baseball thing. It is pervasive in football. I mean, pervasive. <laughs> I would say it is every bit as big, in my experience, just going to big league locker rooms and seeing baseball players and watching baseball my whole life. 
the main difference with football and baseball is you just can't chew during a game. If you could, I think people would look at baseball players and football players would chew as the exact same. Because I just think, oh, I bet a coach chews. No. You go in the quarterback room, every quarterback has it. You go in the O-line room, the O-line, every O-line, the O-line room. I would say the D-line room, underrated place Okay, as position well. group with the least amount of chewers. Cornerback? I'd say DBs, yeah. I would say their their ratio for marijuana would be much higher, and the O-line room for beers and chew would be much higher. I'd say the D-line room, underrated place, too. The big no, guys I'm with you. The big guy, D-line chew. and O-line, yep. <laughs> they are chewing. Because yeah. if you're going to sit there and get yelled at so much trying to fucking shove some guy you're like I, i'm just gonna throw uh, in a yeah, two and I, feet up and yell it's a great point right so much of baseball is within the sport you're sitting around so much of football is you do so much sitting around work when you're not playing yeah. the game and you're just trying to i think the equivalent of what like a heavy chewed baseball game would be would be the equivalent of like a gnaw of what meeting rooms and football would be like coaches scouts everyone just sitting there with film is has a lot of chew around I never, you know, I I could never chew. It always made me like feel sick. But it was, uh, it was. I mean, I got sent college and pro when I was young on both places several chew runs, and it was not like just pick up a ten. Like, <laughs> hey, can you go pick up four logs? And I'm pretty sure a log is eight tens. <laughs> Marty Morningwig one time told me to go pick up a log. I think it was like forty bucks, maybe fifty bucks, whatever my purchase was, fifty bucks. And gave me $200 to just keep whatever you don't get. Maybe it was two logs, but I just remember pocketing a lot of money, hoping I would go on more log runs. The log run guy? <laughs> yeah. Just always I'm, keep I'm them on you, we- like you're the, you know, like like you're walking up and down the aisles of an airplane just selling goods? I'll gladly be the log run guy. <laughs> Giving it to punters during practice while you're charting punts? Exactly. <laughs> uh, Alex Smith, John, is back. 100% attendance in Zoom meetings is different than coming back to a football facility trying to play football this year. And you and I and everybody else who watched that E60 uh, a few months ago got a glimpse of just how close he was to not just not playing football again, but losing his leg. And I don't – I had – I mean, we all kind of knew like that had been reported. I didn't quite grasp it until you watch that E60 and you see how devastatingly bad the situation was. Now, I did read, I think Florio wrote, Dwayne Haskins has taken the first snap of of Washington football team camp. But if you told me Alex Smith is healthy enough to practice, I would say it's better than 50-50 odds that he – like if he's really full go in practice, how is he not going to beat out Dwayne Haskins? Well, to me, that is a separate conversation because if, if Alex Smith is healthy – there is zero chance on God's green earth Dwayne Haskins is beating him out. So if that happens, John, me, that means Alex Smith is playing in a football game. I think if you watch that E60, and it, it replayed a lot during Corona, so I, I hope a lot of people watched it because, I listen, in my time of watching E60s, and I haven't watched that many, but there have been some powerful ones where you're like, whoa, I didn't know this about the guy, or whoa, I didn't see that. I thought this was the most, holy fuck, I... I I could not even what I what I thought like oh yeah he had a Joe Theismann leg broke you know some complications like you know typical just yeah. surgery went bad you watch that how he had to get signed off by politicians to go serve with Iraq veterans that had limbs blown off 
And when you watch Alex go through it, you're like, yeah, he belonged there. To go to their hospital, yeah. Yeah, and then how he, you know, just, you knew he was a positive guy, but how he say it just changes you. Like, he's clearly the richest guy there, and these guys have a 10 times better attitude. It just kind of changes your life. To read this morning, when I was going through Roto World, that Ron Rivera said he was pleasantly surprised, and he could compete for the starting quarter. Like, to me, that's... People ask me after the E60 thing, I remember getting like tweets like, do you think there's any chance Alex comes back? My first reaction was, listen, I am not trying to poo-poo the guy. It is one of the most, that's one of the most inspiring hours of television I've ever watched. For someone I always had immense respect for. But I said, no. I mean, come on, guys. Who are we? Because remember, at the end of that video, it was like he was doing some drills, but his leg looked kind of weird. It was like, you know, I I, I I actually kind of like, I bet he's, he. You have to get in your mind like I'm coming back to kind of power through it all, and then ultimately they'll say no, but you've made it to where you have a life again. That's kind of what I, where my mind was, and maybe I was like, this is why Alex Smith, Alex Smith, and you're John Middlecoff. Like, no, he was, he legitimately was coming to play football. Like, and I, this is where I respect him. I, I, I would imagine, not that he feels like bad. Like he did, they gave him a lot of money. You know, I think he takes a lot of pride in like. I play like he, I think he likes football one a lot, like really, really cares about the sport of football. And I also think I, I, I can't imagine this for for the majority of his career, even early on with Andy, it was like, you know, he, those Harbaugh teams, these early chiefs teams, he's been really lucky top defense. He's got a couple good coaches, but he's not that good. Those last couple years, it was like, you know, Alex is like, you know, I know he's not like a top five quarterback, but he's fucking pretty good. Right? I mean, you'd watch him on like Sunday Night Football. I mean, he was winning games. I bet he finally realized, like, I finally figured out how to play to the best of my abilities. And I was legitimately a top 10, 12 guy in the league. Like, and he, no and he probably felt like, asked. and I had five years left, right? Look at all these guys. They're playing to their 45. I'm an athletic guy. My arm, I've always been able to play with an average arm, right? It's not like my skills are going to diminish. My skills have been my skills. I, I, I would imagine how many nights he, once like, he realized he wasn't going to lose the leg or whatever. Like, God, I was, we were good in Washington. Remember he gets traded there. They were like six and two and he gets injured. That's the shittiest part. Like, he was I legitimately think, starting to play good football. Yeah. I mean, his, his last year, John was uh, basically Aaron Rodgers year last year. Last year, Rodgers was his last You're year in Kansas the, City. Yeah. yeah. Rodgers was 26 and four, 26 touchdowns, four picks, 4,000 yards, 62%. Alex was just like was like 30 more yards basically just over 40,000 uh, 4,000 yards 68 percent 26 touchdowns five picks so t- same number one more touchdown or same number of touchdowns one more pick about 38 more yards and five percent better completion percentage and what were they uh remember they hosted the playoff game so they were like the three seed <laughs> he was <laughs> yeah he was nine and six plus they won the game that Mahomes played Mahomes right so played. they were 10 and six gotcha yeah. So, I mean, it, I think what, to me, the th- one of the things that really, and, and I know you and I who followed his whole career and followed him with the Niners, like his mental toughness when Mike Singletary had David Carr warm up on the sideline to test Alex's mental toughness. At the time, you remember thinking like, Alex is the last guy whose mental toughness needs to be tested, right? Were you, were you watching that game yes. when they chanted David Carr? Yes, I remember it. See, I, I don't. I remember. But, I, I mean, and I, I remember, remember ta- I was moment. doing radio. I re- we were talking about it. It was like, yeah. what? At the time, it was like, what? This is the guy who you need to test out. Because it was like, and then Alex responded. 
to that test, and I put them back in the game. I was like, Alex doesn't need But you were doing Fresno radio on David Carr, like where a lot of people thought probably David Carr is better, I mean, which would have been crazy. Well, everyone thought Alex's ceiling is a ceiling. Let's give something else a shot, right? But yeah. I think the thing that's really impressive with Alex, beyond that, I mean, there's a million things. Who cares, right? One thing that really strikes me about him is he has this ability, it seems like, to be out to prove something but not to be trying to prove it to the haters. Right? Every, there's so many, like, I got to prove it to the hate. I got to prove it to people who didn't believe in me. And Alex just, I think, feels like I've got more to give than I've given. I love the game. He could Forget about all the money that Washington gave him. What about all the money the Niners gave him? <laughs> all the money the Chiefs gave him. Like, if he wanted to quit because he's rich, he could have done that three teams ago, right? So he clearly just loves it, but I think feels like, and I think you nailed it, right? Kansas City, he had to feel like I finally became what I'm capable of being. I'm not going to walk away when I just figured it out, right? Well, you know, sometimes, right, when you're in the conversation, and this is just a classic sports conversation, it definitely happens with quarterbacks. You took, you know, when you're Trubisky, Trubisky will forever be, you were the guy that got drafted over Mahomes and Watson. Right. Like, don't, the Bears took you over those two. It'd be one thing if it was just that you took him over Mahomes, but it's two guys, and just Alex forever has been Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. And there was a period of time where it wasn't even close. I, I think at the end of the day, of course Aaron Rodgers is the vastly superior quarterback, but by no means is it like Trubisky, Mahomes. Now, And that's what – I don't know enough about Trubisky. My guys with the Bears actually say – He's like a pretty high-level guy, and they like him. It just might be he's just really inaccurate or whatever. One thing Alex always has was accuracy. Is that Alex overcame over time. He just couldn't get rid of him. He didn't die. And some things kind of lucked out with some coaches. But it's hard to shake that. When you're the guy, they took you instead of Aaron Rodgers, right? And I think over time, he's not – like there are several players – like there's probably a pretty good chance. Not only will Trubisky never live that down, he'll be like a butt of the joke. Right, he'll be the butt of the Bears joke. Alex is not the butt of the Bear, uh, the Niners joke at all, right? Uh, and I, I actually think where even though again every single human alive, including Alex, would Aaron's a better player, but it's like yeah, Alex had a hell of a career, and it turned out okay. Yeah, the whole thing turned out okay for Alex. You can argue the individual teams. If you had to guess, if I told you right now, Alex Smith career cash earnings, it's high. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go like my gut was like one eight one seventy. Is that yeah, too? God, no. I mean, I was gonna. That's one seventy three. God. So listen, it's not. There's no amount of money to go through something worth what potentially losing your leg. Obviously, I think every human would say, for, if you told me $200 million, would you lose your leg? I would say no. Would you say no? I would say no. But $173 million is an astronomical amount of money. I mean, you're talking successful elite CEOs. You know, I mean, that's just, that's big time cash. <laughs> it's, well, it's a lot of cash. John, here's the other one. I hadn't thought of this. I mean, I'm, I'm sure this has been discussed. This is not a and money he, thing. And he but, got to keep his leg. I mean, it sucked. He had a bad year. but uh, Now, it's taken luck, and a bunch of things have gone their way, and they haven't won one. The Packers won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. But since Aaron Rodgers and Alex Smith were drafted, the 49ers have been to more Super Bowls. 
than the Packers have. Now, you would trade one win for two appearances, but it is, to your point, it's not as if the 49ers sit every day looking at a photo of Aaron Rodgers going, what if? You know, for a period of time, that's what happened. But but that, that period of time ended. That period of time ended. So, yeah. it's just, I mean, easy guy to root for, incredible. I Whether he is good enough to play or not, I would say, here's the other thing. Dwayne Haskins, I think, really benefits from this, potentially. Like, if Dwayne Haskins has a chance, this gives him a better chance. It wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, right? If Dwayne, if Dwayne's solid, but it's just like, Alex, Alex won the job because he's Alex Smith. Is that the worst thing in the world for Dwayne Haskins? I don't think it is. You, you you agree with this? He dresses for a game this year. It's one of the most incredible athletic feats you've ever seen. I mean, you know, we've got what's the surfer's name? Be, uh, is it Bethany Hamilton who got attacked yeah. by a shark, br- took her arm, and just, like came back elite level surfer? Um, I mean, that's, that's that's incredible. That's pretty incredible. But in terms of that's mainstream American sports. I mean, I'm sure there's a neck injury or, you know, a few things. We, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I'm taking nothing away from – I'm taking nothing away from Bethany. It is like if I took one of her legs away, it would be, like, physically impossible. Like, his leg basically – like, it would – you know, he needs his leg to stand up. Like, she can. I, the I leg was half eaten. There. The, the, the le- yeah, no, it's all – the leg was eaten a lot. I mean, gangrene was – not yeah. the Jets defense. Like it was <laughs> no, no, no. fucking for real. Like it that if you haven't seen that E sixty, watch it. Also prepare yourself for they show you some stuff that you're like, wait, they are they showing me am I looking at what I think I'm looking at? Oh, that's the inside of his pussing infected leg. Uh, I mean it's one. just so I also think this. And what we'll do you see think with Aaron you, this year? I think I think Alex, and he's he's been thanked multiple times by this guy gets credit, and he's not as nearly as good. So I'm not saying it's apples to apples. I do think his respect level went up the way he just handled the Mahomes thing, best year ever. How Mahomes, like, God, he was so nice to me. He helped me out the whole time. It was the opposite of what Favre did to Rodgers. Now Rodgers is in that position. Like, we've seen Big Ben. Like, no. Big Ben, like, hates those guys under him. We'll see how Rod- – if Rodgers handles it pretty seamlessly, then I, I actually think he'll get a lot of credit. Like, he was super nice to Jordan Love. He helped him out. Like, yeah, that is a big moment to me, just how we define, like, you know, I'm a pretty good guy. Because I think most people guess, think Aaron Rodgers can be a dick. Guess is, in the end, five years from now, Jordan's love, Jordan Love's like, yeah, you know, uh, Aaron was cool, you know, he let me. But you can kind of read between the lines that he wasn't welcoming, which, again, I don't blame him for. I See, I you think I Aaron's gonna think be he's going to be nice. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be okay. I know. I'm, I don't think Major, he's going to not be okay. It's just, is he going to give Jordan every little detail, every little tip, every little, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. And I wouldn't blame maybe him not. if he didn't. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. But th- but it's this is wild. I mean, it really is wild. I agree. Uh, podcast brought to you in part by DraftKings. We told you about the golf aspect of it. Filled up. Biggest game ever. 150 people. 20 bucks a person. Winner is going to get $675. Hopefully you got in. Uh, we got people in the game. I got a DM from, uh, this is from Mike P. John on Instagram. And he said, uh, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm pumped for DraftKings. I, I've never played in one of your games, and I don't watch golf, but I listen to enough ham to steal some names. So Mike P 2089, everybody that's playing, keep an eye out. If Mike P beats you, 
Uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. Good luck, Mike. I know you're going to, I think Mike, if Mike ends up like <laughs> beginner's luck, John, as you know, can be pretty crazy. Like when I started gambling my bookie.ag on uh, soccer, I won like my first three bets without a clue. Then went on like a. Well, how, how how often do you hear stories about the office pool? It's like, yeah, I just let <laughs> oh, my wife every time. And I won five hundred bucks. Mike P happens all the time. Mike P oh eighty nine, twenty eighty nine is gonna finish in the money. That's my bet right now. So anyway, well, well to me, d- download the DraftKings app. Obviously, we got a big golf game going. It's filled up, but you can get in future ones. We will. Uh, football's not far away from you know right around the corner. But here's the key: there's other sports. If you're a big baseball guy, they got daily fantasy. If you're a big NBA guy, they got tons of games going every day. Download the app, check around whatever you want to play. Obviously, we want you guys to get involved in our game every week. I don't even know. I got. I can't even wrap my head around. There are going to be two weeks in the fall with U.S. Open and the Masters simultaneously with football. I mean, it could be it could be ape shit. We could have multiple 150 game, you know, going. Because uh, I would, I think maybe? it's fair to say every single person playing in a golf game would gladly play NFL. And what what would you say? You know, like the way golf works is you can see how many people draft. Let's say Kepka, and it'll say yeah. 100 people. It'll say 25 percent. That just means 25 people. What would you say? I guess Mahomes. We'll have to see if we're gonna do that. Thir- include the Thursday game. Would you say Mahomes would get like 50 percent? Uh, uh, drafted if we did an NFL week one and included the Thursday night game with against the Texans. Yeah. I mean, what would, who would take, why would you not take Mahomes? So, because the reason to not take him is because you think everyone else is taking him, right? Yeah. I just, so you'd get I guess some you'd Lamar. Have to look at, I'd have to, I'd have to look. Yeah. I'd have to look at the other game. Get some maybe Brady. Go, well, always get if he has Brady. a bet. Yeah. yeah. Russell. Maybe. Maybe it wouldn't be as crazy. Other guys can go big. I think it'd but. be over thirty percent, though, which would be that's astronomical. If, if you if you had to guess right now, the hundred and fifty people in our DraftKings game, how many pick Tiger? Thirty. Does seem high? Uh, I think that you know my initial gut was going to be like everyone takes them the way like everyone gambles on them, but I wonder if I wonder if people are just a little little skittish on the cold is back that whole thing. Yeah. It, it, I'm going to be interesting to see the percentages on just the Rory's, the Tigers, the Roms, the I, Bryson's. I do think – well, that see, I do think, too, you could argue you're going for the money. You're trying to win. There's only 10 spots. You want 675 bucks. Like last week, you know, I needed Ches – I needed uh, Ches Reavy and Webb Simpson to, like, finish in the top five. Like, I just didn't have enough uber-talented high-ceiling guys. I go back and forth with different strategies. I know you do too. Uh, to me, if you fail with Tiger, with Bryson, with Brooks, you can sleep at night. Like, look, I picked a guy that can win, that win the whole thing. And if you if your guy's in first place, it's worth so many points. So, like, maybe if that's your final thought, because I think you can overmanage these lineups sometimes. I know no, I you can't. You can't. Where it's like, oh, you, uh, you know who cost me a lot of money last week? Tyrell Hatton. Yeah, I, well, I ain't fucking around with Tyrell. But it's like you know, you just have to. There's just you just sometimes you end up with some guys. Well, the problem was he. I think he's more expensive than Finau this week. Anyway, yeah. but you can't get in our golf game. So ha. Uh, NBA though, you can play right now. You pick eight players. You stand to the cap. You pile up points for three pointers, rebounds, assists. Um, One million bucks. When you use the promo code Ham, you get a free shot at a million dollars with your first deposit. Only a DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We could do hours, John, of just DraftKings I don't think people understand. You're listening to two guys that 
just couldn't take fantasy football in the slightest seriously. No, hated or it. Just Never fantasy played. sports in general. Yeah. I, I despise fantasy sports the majority of my life. Yes, and I, I honestly, I'm like kind of addicted right now. Uh, I get it. I'm trying to even ex- though you know I, what's funny. I, is- I don't. I don't. I don't get drafting the team because I remember the year a couple years ago. Fucking, you drafted Alyssa's team. You're like take Le'Veon, and then he holds. Out. I can't imagine being tied to anybody. I'm yeah, like, yeah. She had Le'Veon and Dalvin Cook the year he was a rookie and got hurt. Was her sec was a and second towards ACL. Yeah, yeah. So I'm with you. We are converts. And now it's funny. I feel like people who used to tell you tell me about their fantasy team and I didn't give a shit. I'm telling – I was texting a buddy of mine. I'm like, hey, dude, you, I'm telling you right now. I know you. You're a big gambler. You would love DraftKings getting our game. He didn't. He's like, I don't know. I'll think about it. I'm like, you don't understand. You're going to love – he's a big golfer and a big gambler, but he's never done DraftKings. It's tailor-made for you. But Well, anyway. I, I think one other thing, guy, I was thinking about this today as we get into some other things to talk about. But this, this just in general – I saw some dude that covers the media for like Clay Travis tweeted out like all the ratings and golf did really well relative. Like the only thing that did better than the Sunday golf was like one NBA game, like Bucks Rockets prime time, like on a Sunday night or Saturday night. Um, and I was just thinking, and baseball was struggling, but, but I was thinking this, the conversation moving forward over the next decade because the conversation now, the radio is going to die and die, and podcasts are going to kind of set the tone. A huge economic driver for us and just shows are going to be gambling and fantasy. And then it's one thing they're paying you. if It's kind of fake if you're not using it. But then I think a lot of people that are we're getting paid start using it like, God damn, this is fun. So there is going to be, in golf, I've been saying this for years. And finally, people are starting to realize because they're actually playing it. It's tailor-made for both. I say it all the time about baseball. It's the opposite. It sucks to gamble on. In fantasy, you might as well just fucking wipe your ass with whatever you put down on that daily fan. It's hard. Basketball, it's a little... Basketball is actually kind of fun. I'd say basketball is somewhere in the middle, but it's hard to bet on because it's like guys don't play hard and stuff, but fantasy is easier. I think football is by far the best. Perfect for gambling, perfect for fantasy. Golf actually is, I think, not far away. It's not football, just because football is way more popular and everyone knows the players. Yeah, but it's. But I think the more and more people dive into it, are like, God damn, this is kind of fun. Yep. It's just if you're not a golf fan, it takes a little work to just kind of figure out. But even then, it's there's so much there is so much luck involved. You know, if a player costs eleven thousand dollars, he's one of the better players, right? You don't have to know much to just. You might. I think one strategy would be let me just get the most expensive guys I can get together on one roster. If you don't know, if you don't know a thing, you could. You well, guys, it's like what, what, the NCAA tournament, besides like Duke and UCLA and the huge brands, you are picking a lot of teams, even when you know what you're talking about, let alone the casual sports fan, based on like, oh, this is a five-seed uh, team, looks kind of good. I've heard, you know, right. Butler. Yeah. You don't, you've never seen him play. Exactly. Just looking at some tea times here. All right. Um, Oh, I, this is this. You you had this thought, and I actually had something I wanted to share with you on it. But you tweeted this on Tuesday. You were out doing some wind sprints with the parachute behind you, and you started thinking about football play callers, right? Because Doug Peterson has COVID, but he's asymptomatic, but he tested positive, so he's away and from he, the team. And he's like lead, he he's leading offensive meetings from home. He's like dealing stuff with. The, he led a staff. I I watched his press conference. He did like he just did a call with the media from his house. And they were just asking him different questions. And they were talking about, like, because Deuce is actually the head coach in the building. But he's like, you know. Deuce Staley. I led an offensive meeting this morning. 
I led a staff meeting this morning. I obviously talked with Deuce this morning. One thing we've learned during Corona, and I mean, you and I have had the equivalent of, we've been doing this separate for fucking four years. Technology has changed the game. And I thought with Doug, I was like, well, if this had been week one, I don't even know who the Eagles are playing. Let's just, the Giants or whatever. And he wasn't able to be there. I think he'd still call the game. And I wonder if like people are starting to realize, and maybe this has already been in motion with the league office, because historically, like you would never let someone not in the stadium have any access. I do think they need to throw some things out the window this year. And I wonder if a play caller, Kyle, Sean Payton, I know he's already got it, Zimmer, whoever, could still just function at either at home, uh, in a in a specific box, outside the wherever. I don't know. I don't know exactly the logistics, but I think you could pull it off pretty easily. So I think what you would need to pull it off is you would need surveillance of the room the person's calling plays from to make sure you can't yeah, have you, him watching you the couldn't TV have copy. Him bu- you, and you couldn't have him bugged on their shit and stuff. Right. right. You couldn't have him watching TV where Troy Aikman just says, you know, one thing we talked, they, they told us in practice, something they might be thinking about here is that double receiver, you know, like how you just kind of, you're always hinting at stuff because you know what, you've talked to both coaches, whatever. So you couldn't have access to that. You'd probably have to monitor his headset too to make sure that no one else is on it, giving him, right? But yeah, I, that might be an option as long as his feed is is like live, live. And then he communicates the play call to somebody on the sidelines who then has comms with the quarterback and is able to talk into the quarterback headset. I talked to Herm Edwards about this like, a month ago because Herm name drop. Yep. Name drop. Herm is not an offensive play caller. He's never been a coordinator. In fact, right. Marvin Lewis is his <laughs> defensive coordinator, but I said, Herm, what happens? Cause he, one thing he said, we have like a, basically we've got a, a depth chart. If, if a coach goes down, who's the next coach up at that position? If a coach goes down, right. And I said, well, what, how many guys have to go down as offensive play caller for you to take over? And he kind of laughed as if to say, like, it's a lot of guys. And he said, if I have to take over play calling, we're just going to be run it this way and run it that way. Like, in other words, we'd be in trouble if I'm the play caller. And it made me think, I would imagine quarterbacks are going to have to be a little more prepared to be the play caller. Now, guys that have been around can just do it. Maybe quarterbacks have always dreamed of doing it, so it wouldn't be a hard adjustment for them. And I think I think we've read things over the years that certain quarterbacks get autonomy in certain situations. Get, get a, right? And, so and you're still getting it. into you know you still get offensive assistance helping you with all the other stuff if you're a quarterback and you're just calling plays. Maybe you're talking through things with some offensive assistant who just understands the game plan. So maybe there are some teams that would go to that. But yeah, what about the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan? Now, if you're the Niners, would you say, look, we've got a couple offensive assistants that are about to become offensive coordinators? We'd be fine. If Mike McDaniel is the guy calling the plays, it's not Kyle, but we could survive that, well, right? We'll see see that I, I I jump that part because my first response or my first thought, and I've been thinking about this for a couple days since Doug went down, that would be most people's reaction, right? Whoever is your number one guy that you'd be like, if I couldn't call plays this this week or something happened, he could call plays. Every team in theory has that. But I but I get back to Corona. And the situation, the way this virus created the offseason, they'd go, why do we need to do that? If I'm, a, if I'm sick, I can't. If I'm asymptomatic and fine, and I've been a part of the game plan all week virtually, I'd be like, why? I can just call the fucking well, Why does it matter then if you're symptomatic or not? If you're not there, you could be symptomatic and well, call cause the part of, Well, part of it is if you're really sick, 
right? I mean, it'd just be hard yeah. to do. Just, I mean, guys have called games sick yeah, before. Obviously, Hoiberg, yeah, obviously, yeah. Hoiberg tried to coach a game when everyone thought he had COVID. You remember that one? Yeah, yeah. I, I You could, but I'm saying if it, legitimately asymptomatic, there's not even a question. You're like, I'm fine. I think Doug, you kind of see on his face, like, I don't want to fucking be sitting at home. He does not want to, but he knows he has to. Yeah. I think it's good, a weird spot. Like, what? my point is, at least if you're sick, you know, like, I'm stuck at home. I'm sick. I got the coronavirus. Doug doesn't view himself like his hat. He kept saying this over and over. Listen, I'm not trying. I don't feel any. I don't feel like I have anything. I'm just saying, so, uh, he, asymptomatic or not, if we have, if we say, okay, coaches who cannot be on the facility can call co- plays from home, then symptomatic coaches will be calling plays from home. Which, whatever. Yes, I mean, it's I would, you know, it doesn't I would bother agree. me. But you just need to have. You got to have the. It's definitely, you know, I wonder, is it different for home games versus road games? How difficult is it to get you those live feeds, whatever? Yeah, again, I, I didn't think that much. No, it's to me, the there is something. I just know this has to be being talked about and floated up the chain. To like, this has to be an option for teams. The, the other thing is, Joey Bosa said this, is the team that's going to win is just going to be the team that handles COVID, which to me doesn't mean protocols. It just means who gets lucky, who just gets lucky, and the fewest guys get it, the fewest coaches get it. The fewest games are missed. The fewest practices are missed. I think there's something to that. That's, yeah, because that's where I get back to. Like a player's screwed if he's if he even if he's asymptomatic, he is not going to be allowed to play. Where a coach, I think, can go. Well, I can still coach even if I have to be isolated. That's where I think that I you know maybe I'm ahead of the curve on this. Now I would imagine coaches have thought about that, but I mean they did a whole draft we, this way now, and that does have a timing element to it, right? It's the draft is not just a meeting like. You got X amount of time. You got to get your pick in. And the draft went pretty Yeah, that's why I, I think you could give them the real live feed of the field. So they are watching. Now, I think where it would be hard is like they don't get to watch the all 22 because the box is just watching the field. You know, just it would be a little – you'd have to work out some logistics. Uh, you're saying they, I, should, they should not be allowed to watch the all 22? Is that what you're saying? No, that, well, well, they should be given the view that you would get like from the box. Like just the, right. whatever a camera view is. I, I don't know. Again, th- this is a complicated situation. I just I came to grips with I would expect coaches that are not able to be on the sideline or the box because they have tested positive to still coach. I, I think the technology has shown if the league allows. They, now the league could easily just say. So no, does that that's mean you would option. set up every preemptively every offensive play caller? You would assign one person to each side. Each team could assign two guys, like it's Shanahan and Robert Sala. They're going to get a box put in their home, a COVID coaching box put into their house. I wouldn't necessarily do that. i just wait to see. like Because I, I just wonder, like, field? Friday rolls around, all of a sudden you've got Shanahan test positive. Can you put together his remote play calling system in time? That's where I think you'd have it, like, independent at the facility at the fac- or something. Yeah. And you just have to. Wherever. I, I, I just I, wonder I, if they I, would yeah, be yeah. hesitant. So I've got Kyle now who has COVID. I'm bringing, I'm bringing him to the facility to call plays. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it'd have to be at home. That'd be a lot of pressure on the Wi-Fi at home. It would be. <laughs> Again, this is complicated. I, I'm just telling you that they have unlimited money, and they have they're paying these guys a lot of money to do that job, which is the most important job they have, right? <laughs> if your play caller, that's he's getting paid millions of dollars. If he's your head coach, he's getting paid like eight to ten. So get ready because I, I think we're gonna have a Hugh Freeze moment. Might not look like that, obviously. He was symptomatic. That's where the guy's calling plays. Yeah, he was sick. He was in a hospital. I mean, he, well, no, he, had he had surgery, surgery or something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I like it. No, I think there's something to it. Um, I think the sport, Get, if they can figure it out, it's you, the the most 
full strength. I think the Doug Peter. I think Doug Peterson getting sick. If people had not already really really thought about it, had to set off a lot of antennas all over the league. Like that is their play caller, right? Like what would we do if we were in that situation? Every team in the league. Not that they already weren't, but that really is like whoa. He's not allowed because that to me that's the first time. Yeah, I know but the, now Peyton now if it, I could but, play devil's advocate, I'm an owner, and you're telling me, all right, here's what we're gonna spend some we're gonna spend the money on this. The owner's like, whatever, win or lose, I just want to make sure the game gets played. I don't care who calls the plays. I don't care if we like just. I don't need another expense. Let uh, let the OC call the plays. I'm paying him six hundred thousand dollars or the quarterback coach. Yeah, well, to me, I, but I, I think the majority of owners do not. They want to win. Maybe that's Mike Brown or something. I, I think most owners would do whatever you need to do for the coach. Maybe you're a shitty you're a shitty organization if you're thinking like I think every oh, there's organization no, there's no salt would yeah, wouldn't even flinch. Uh, yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt you're a shitty organization if you're thinking like that. But I just wonder to what degree you go. I, yeah, I'm, I mean they're not gonna they're not gonna spend like twenty million dollars for one game for sure. But I, if it costs the IT guy and some equipment, they, they will do it. They have the equipment. Yeah, I just wonder if I'm calling a game, a road game from my house, is my feed live enough? That would be my question. Well, yeah, I mean, there would be the question, can, is this is this counterproductive? Like, again, I, I'm just throwing this out there that if they can get it fluid where I can be live and do it, they will do it. Because why would I, if I'm Kyle or Doug, I'm not giving up my play calling if I can call the fucking plays. No, to now, me, the other, the other if benefit. there's a lag, you can't. The other benefit of it would be that all of a sudden – there would be just another layer to the communications that goes on. Would you get some more of the stuff we've always wanted, which is, you know, PR approves. Okay, we can get in. By the third quarter, we've got the video and audio of Kyle Shanahan's second quarter play call that resulted in a 72-yard touchdown. We can hear him talking to the sideline and hear it communicated to Jimmy. Like, these are all things that, you know, was it AAF or hashtag the XFL or ch- Hashtag both of them, Right? This is all part of that. Like, let's make something good. Let's turn this situation into something cool. Like, with, like we do, like we saw them take the draft from, this is kind of a crazy idea to like, wouldn't it be sweet if all the drafts were like this? Well, guy, let's dive into Kyle Shanahan calling plays. Sponsored by DraftKings. Sponsored by Manscaped. Geico. Sponsored by Manscaped. Promo code AM. Yeah. Manscaped, promo code HAM. By the way, Manscaped on the podcast. Appreciate them. You support them. We appreciate that. Manscaped.com, promo code HAM. Get you 20% off and free shipping. Perfect package 3.0. Lawnmower 3.0. Manscaped.com, promo code HAM. Manscaped.com, promo code HAM. Guy, I was robbed yesterday. I was my fault. Left a bag, even though, I mean, you can't leave a bag in You're your, literally in your car ro- You were literally broken into. Robbed, yeah, shattered my window, robbed, uh, overnight bag, really nothing in there except like a couple basketball shorts, a t-shirt, but my Manscaped bag was in there. Luckily, they've sent us so much shit over the years, I have another Manscaped travel bag. So I just, I was just looking at it today, I'm like, oh, thank God I still got another Manscaped travel bag, because I love that thing. It comes with your lawnmower 3.0, which I used last week, manscaped.com, promo code HAM, we get people tweeting at us all the time, using our product, or using our promo code to get the product, we, we swear by it. The best ball trimmer I'd say in American history. I, I feel pretty confident. I've used a lot over the years, guy, and it's it's changed with technology. But this one, wireless, using the shower, got a little light on it, USB charger. How do you beat it, guy? How do you it's beat it? It's a great product. I would say on the list of things you could steal in a smash and grab, you just grab a couple bags. You don't know what you got. You get back to your safe house. You open it up, and it's a used ball trimmer. I would say that's at the top of the list of the worst things you could smash and grab. Yeah. Well, here's what, though, Factory guys. sealed, jackpot. I, 
I didn't my I didn't my manscape lawnmower three wasn't in there, but the trap like the little toiletry bag. Gotcha. Where gotcha. You put like your toothbrush, and, oh, you know, oh, your okay, stuff okay. like that. Still, so basically, what they made out with, also on the list. Yeah, a couple pair of shorts. Now, one of them was like my favorite pair of shorts, but you know, I can it's just a pair of shorts. Mm. Couple T-shirts, manscape bag. That's pr- that's their best. The item, the manscape bag, is the best thing that they stole, and some lotion, and like some toothpaste. Like I I can't imagine when they opened that up and see how shitty what was inside. It's like, fuck you guys. They kept the bag, though, because it's a sweet bag. Perfect package 3.0 kit, the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless trimmer, ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine, uh, 20% off, free shipping. Code ham, manscaped.com, 20% off, free shipping. Manscaped.com, code ham, trim your chesticles with the besticles. Do it. Uh, We had a, we're recording this on Tuesday. I know Tuesday we had... Minnesota's University of Minnesota, not the Vikings' best receiver opt-out. I have heard we're going to have some more opt-out guys, uh, maybe from the Pac-12. Um, you know, we've got a season I schedule. I think Virginia, Virginia Tech had a corner Virginia Tech couple, did, like yep. a week ago. Yep. I, I haven't watched this kid that much. Maybe I've, I've seen him play. I remember last year watching them, I think, play Penn State. He clearly looks pretty good. Uh, you know, I, I, I would say the two – there's like three or four names that would kind of rock. Uh, I'd say really jolt. And this kid was pretty big. It would be Jamar Chase, the wide receiver at LSU that's viewed as a top five pick. It would be Trevor Lawrence that's viewed as the number one quarterback. And it would be the how do you, the left tackle at Oregon, Panay Sewell. Panay Sewell, I'd add one more. I'd add Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback, to the list of guys that would shake the yeah, world. I, I think that's fair too. Yeah, that's that's fair too. Though I, you know, I saw DJ tweeting like I, I think the hype on him is a little stronger than what NFL people, but the hype on him is strong enough that his name would be a big deal. Yeah, I was thinking about this when I saw the Minnesota kid because a lot of these guys were they weren't eligible to come out last year. Like Jamar Chase would be in the NFL right now, he wasn't eligible to leave. I think the same thing with this Minnesota guy. Same with Pinnell Sewell, he couldn't have gone pro last year, correct? Panay, no, he's a true junior. Panay, true junior. If I was those guys' father or agent, my recommendation would be simple. You would have been a top 10 pick last year. You're going to be your, – your tape speaks for itself. This season could be a disaster. You don't get to control anything. The practice is going to be limited. It, it could just be bad. Now, you could the, argue – The game a lot play of those, could the, be bad, right? Your yeah, offensive yeah, line games, could be – if you're – Who knows? You could get hurt because you got three offensive linemen on the COVID list and now you got a bunch of backups to, protecting to, you. To, to me, that would be the thing. Like, is it worth risking injury in a weird season? Because I, I, I the scout in me would push back, be like, their tape's so good that I think you'd give them a benefit of the doubt this weird year. Well, the tape the only injury would be used against you, right? Like, if your tape looks yeah. bad for legitimate reasons of context, it's still going to get used against you. So I, I would recommend th- the group of, I mean, there's probably like 10 to 12 guys that would fall in that category. Most guys. Like Bosa, you know, going into that last season, didn't have anything to play for, remember? It was like he was the number one pick before the season started. But I understand that this, like, if Jamar Chase plays, I won't be shocked. If Sewell plays, I mean, his brother's now on the team, and they're going to be really good. Uh, The Minnesota one, you were like, well, we probably had our best season in program history in a long time last year. It's not going to get any better. I I get it. But I understand why these guys, and I think that the me, I, you already know, and I get the media, the Twitter is going to be like, what's this idiot doing going back to school? Well, I'll tell you what he's doing. His fucking three roommates, a wide receiver, a lineman, and a corner that he 
signed with, that are his best friends, that will be his friends till the day he dies, that when he does die, they'll probably be pallbearers at his funeral. It's fun to play with them. And just like if you're good at anything in life, when you're good, and I mean these guys are great, it's fun to do that, right? It would be fun to be Jamar Chase. You know, every time you step on the field, I'm the best motherfucker on the field. So I, I, I will understand if Sewell or Chase, for example, those two guys, or Trevor Lawrence, don't opt out. Because I do think a lot of people would be like, when they say, let's just assume one of those three players, and there's a chance they all opt out. But let's just assume all three of them stay. Because I don't think that's outrageous to think all three of them will play this fall. I would. It probably feels like Jamar Chase, usually wide receivers, can get influenced. It feels like Trevor Lawrence is all in, and so I just think offensive linemen sometimes don't necessarily think like the brand. Well, and all he that did bullshit. tweet. Panay did tweet. Sewell did tweet. Kind of support of the uh, Pac-12 letter yeah. demands the gotcha. other day. So who who knows? But let's just say they all three came back. I do think a lot of people that cover college football and people would be like, God, that's that's a dumb decision. And I, I would agree it's probably not the smartest decision, but I will support, like, I completely understand why they want to be there. I don't know, play football with your friends? Like, it's, it's fun? I, I get it. Yeah, all that stuff. It's going to be it's gonna be a polarizing topic over the next week or two, I think, with those guys. Yeah. No, it will be. And you add to it, it's not just that. It's now this whole, like, the Pac-12 letter, the athlete's letter of demand and all that stuff. There's more than one uh, element here. But, I mean, we're also talking about guys that play really good programs, right? And so really good programs have a – not only do they have a chance to win, Oregon has a chance to win. Ohio State, LSU just just won. Clemson has a chance to win. Trevor Lawrence has been working every second. What do you think motivates Trevor Lawrence when he's in the quarterback room? Does he want to be a pro? Of course he wants to be a pro. But he's trying to win a championship at Clemson. I think it's hard to just – Turn that off, and, even and, if people and just tell get you, better and just improve, right? Remember, Nick Bosa left school after he got hurt. Nick Bosa was going to play at Ohio State. Yeah, got hurt. Okay, now it's not worth it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave. Fine, but it's hard to just turn off two years of nonstop effort, work, blood, sweat, tears, all the stuff that feels cliche, but it's real when you're when you're in the middle of it. Like all that's real. Uh, and football as a sport cultivates all of that, right? Fight for your brothers. Like that's it's that's all constantly cultivated. It's hard to just turn that off. I don't have you seen any interviews or anything with Nick Markakis? Because remember he opted out and then baseball started and he opted in after a couple days. I, I, I saw when he opted back in, the Braves tweeted like his minute and thirty just kind of statement and he just I watched it and just the most basic level of it was really hard for me to sit on the couch See, and watch yeah, this that's guys what play I and not be in there. I I talked to Markakis. He said it. He said it. He said it drove him. He said he didn't like the feeling. When I did one of those YouTube games last year, it was a Braves Giants game, or two years ago. No, it was last year. And I went into the Braves clubhouse and just talked to Markakis, just because I was like, "Oh, what's the deal with your manager?" And he was clearly very high level, just leader, loved his teammates. Just lo- he was talking about all the stuff that you know maybe a guy would talk about, but. It was clear like he is kind of one of their leaders. So I would imagine that's what all these guys, now you're a junior, this is everything you've, especially if you've been high level, John, you've been working towards your junior year, not your senior year, right? If you're Trevor Lawrence, it's never been about your senior year. It's been about you got to get it done by your junior year because that's just the track he's been on. But I think for him specifically, he's going there because by the time he gets there, they're a powerhouse natty team. He's going there to try to win a national championship every year to try to 
put up historic numbers to try to be the number one pick, to try to win Heisman's. Like, his goals are outrageous, right? Even Sewell, I'd say the last couple years, once you kind of become what you become, you're like, I want to be the best lineman in, in the country. I want to be the top guy drafted. I want to help us win a national championship or help us win, you know, go as far as we thought. We, we got as good of a team as we've had here over the last decade, right? They're just... A lot of momentum. You could argue that team that Helfrich, yeah, we're headed the right way. I, I, I think we're stacked. Like it's, I I don't want to sit at home and watch they play, especially if my brother's on the team. It's, it's different for every guy. Like I, I would understand if Jamar Chase just went like, listen, we new quarterback, we haven't had time to practice. I my my tape speaks for itself. I go, I get that, but I'd say for I bet you know I doesn't Oregon think they could be just as good this year? Or, or I think most people say LSU is going to take a step back. Like, they're going to win eight or nine games. But they're still... But I don't know if you even think like that at LSU. You're like, we're fucking LSU. We're the defending like, champs is what you think. I bet Jamar Chase would say, I don't think you guys realize how good the dude backing up Justin Jefferson is. Or like, you know, the, we yeah, Patrick Queen that was drafted in the first round. Like, do you see the guy we we signed last year in the in the signing period? You know, he was a five-star, number one overall recruit. Yeah. He was offered by Bama, Clemson, Ohio State. He came here. Like, I know they, him. They don't think. Right? There's a lot of that. Like, yeah. I know him. I remember yeah. him. I've seen his tape. Yeah, we uh, we we grew up together in Florida or wherever that, you know, Bama, I know Georgia, one, one of the guys on the team knows him and tells me he's sick. That That is a major difference. Like at Fresno State, you know, or even just middle of the tier power five schools. Like when you lose a couple sweet dudes, it's hard to – Forever it was like, how's Nick Saban gonna replace? Well, he just does. Yeah. You know, Oregon when they were in their heyday, USC, you just you, you do. And I think these players just every day they see these new cats coming in. It's just it's not the NFL, but it's kind of close. Like every year, you know, they're signing guys that are coming, right? So it's just it's a little bit different mindset that I think sometimes than then I think we'll get kind of painted like on social media, positive or negatively with these guys. Like, I just, well, there've been a I couple like kind of negative, see, like these guys are crazy. Did you see, I, I think, you know what I think you're going to get every opinion. You can find it. Cause I've seen a lot of people. Well, yeah. But did you see like, no, but I, but I think you'll get a lot of like common sense opinions. Like this is kind of a dumb decision. Cause for example, like one last year, I remember was shot Travis ETN, who I think would have been a first rounder, the running back from Clemson. When he went back to school, people were like, wait, he's going back for a senior year? What's this guy doing? Like, and, I, and I was on that, like, what is this guy getting some bad advice? And, you know, sometimes in the South, they give you huge wads of cat. Who knows? But, like, if he opts out, I think, yeah, he should have just go, Why didn't he go pro? Like, that one's kind of weird. Like, I, I but would Clemson's had a number out. of guys have, right? They had a bunch of defensive linemen do that two years before. Yeah, that, yeah you're right. So it's just culture. Do you know what they always say? It's fun to play there. Yeah. Uh, all right, you want a restaurant review? Or not a restaurant review, a yeah. restaurant recommendation. Again, uh, if you haven't heard any of these, we've been doing these for a while now. Great idea by John. Anybody out there, DM us, local restaurants. We've gotten a lot of great feedback on it, not just from people recommending restaurants, but people just saying it's really cool to hear all these kind of local local love. Uh, so if you've got one, you love one, whatever, Kai DM me, says he's listened to us since 2014, John. My commute to school was right in the middle of your radio show. I appreciate you spotlighting local businesses. My family owns a restaurant in San Carlos called San Carlos Bar and Grill. Is that that's uh, on the peninsula, right? Kind of South Bay, San Carlos. Yeah, San Carlos Bar and Grill. Uh, my parents have been in the restaurant business in the Bay Area for over thirty years. Now I work with them alongside to hopefully guide them to the next step into retirement. 
Like a lot of other restaurants in the Bay Area, corporate catering was a significant component of our business that's almost been completely wiped out. We were serving lunch to 400 to 1,000 people a week previously. Damn. Throughout the pandemic, we've been uh, supported by a strong contingent of regular customers. However, as our competitors have the ability to feature outdoor dining, our business has slowed down. We hope to have outdoor seating built by the middle of August. We'd appreciate a mention. Uh, I'd describe the food as Mexican-American. The base of our menu, tacos, nachos, burritos, fajitos, quesadillas. I'm in. Oh, my God. Over the years, we've made some modifications. We can do any combination of protein you'd like in any of those things. Some popular ones are the filet and scallop quesadilla, lobster artichoke quesadilla, salmon grilled veggie fajitas, steak and lobster burrito. (laughs) Seafood like fresh sashimi, oysters, ceviche, grilled salmon, scallops, seasonal white fish. Right now it's Chilean sea bass. Nice selection of steaks, ribeye, filet, veal chop, veal tenderloins. Burgers, restaurant has full bar, local beer, best cocktails are margarita, San Carlos Bar and Grill, John. San Carlos Bar and Grill. Uh, San Carlos Bar and Grill. There you go. I'm looking it up right now on the IG. I like it. That sounds fantastic. I I would eat one of those steak and uh, shrimp burritos. I mean, it's so fast your head would spin right now. This looks really good. Yeah, I was actually just thinking after reading about San Carlos Bar and Grill. So good luck, Kai. Go support San Carlos Bar and Grill. We were going to do some YouTube videos, but maybe we should take a lunch break before we do that. Yeah, got you, dog. All right. Adios. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.